Hello, 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 and welcome to a very magic-inspired episode of the Weekend Superheroes Podcast. As uh, With me, as always, I have Pat and Steve and not so much Darius. Uh, today in studio with us now is a brilliant entertainer from your very own Pittsburgh, PA. This fellow Genzer is out to prove that magic is real. He appeared on NBC's America's Got Talent and TLC's uh, Four Weddings. He killed performances for universities, Fortune 500 companies, and A-list events all over the nation. Uh, you may know him from his latest stunt last November 2016. We'll get to that in a minute. Tonight, we welcome the brave and the downright crazy actor, comedian, and magician, Mr. Lee Trebosic. Lee, how are you feeling tonight? Good to see you guys. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> welcome. That's the first time anybody's actually been like, hey, it's nice to see you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> Lee, um, and you are from where again? Uh, I grew up in the city of Pittsburgh, but I, I live in Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. And do you like it out there? I love the South Hills, except for the traffic. Traffic oh, does that's suck. That's the only yeah. thing that sucks about yeah. the, tra- the South Hills. The South I'm Hills is good, but the traffic sucks. And I already know this, but where do you have to travel every day? Nowhere. That's the beautiful part. <laughs> <laughs> How nice is that? Yeah, it's rem- great. It's remove great. that variable. <laughs> Leah, the world wants to know, what was it like growing up in the Berg? I loved it. I, I, that's why I, I stayed here. I, I got to, I had one of the, I guess, lucky jobs. I got to travel around the country, perform, and but I always wanted to come back to Pittsburgh. So I really loved uh, growing up in Pittsburgh. Where was your favorite place you traveled? You know what? I get to New York a lot. I get out to L.A. a lot. Um, anywhere warm usually is where my favorite place to go. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just was in Orlando for a week. It was awesome. Oh, and you want to come back to Pittsburgh. I, know, I do. I, I, love, I love the city, though. I do. I, except in the winter. It's just a bitch in the winter. But the winter's not even the winter anymore. It's. I mean, right now it's, what, 66 degrees <laughs> today? I know. Spring. Yeah, going to be almost Global 80 on warming, Friday. Yeah. It is 100% real. I'm, so. I'm willing to say that ground hog didn't know what the fuck he was talking no, about. He's full of shit. Um, all right, so let's talk about this. Um, we actually have something in common. We both started our careers at Pizza Hut. No way. <laughs> no. Hopefully I'll, his went better than yours. <laughs> You two, <laughs> and, you guys, and Tony Hawk all started there. So Tony watch, Hawk, Tony Hawk was one. Well, he was in uh, <coughs> Gleaming the Cube. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So sorry, I just gave it away. But why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? Oh, so that was how was this all started. I, uh, I got you know, I saw a magician as a kid, and it kind of just snowballed after that. My first gig was performing at a local Pizza Hut, doing magic tricks on you know Tuesday nights. I would go in, and you know, it was like. It was like Book It, you know? like Oh, man, I love Book It. You would come in, you get your Book It, you got to read those books, and then you get your free personal pan pizza, and then Lee, Lee Trebosa would come up and do magic tricks for you. So that was... That I was never got that. I just <laughs> got the... Yeah, you, you read like six books, and you got a free personal pan pizza. Right, I had to read like A Wrinkle in Time, and I got a, a pizza. I never got magic, though. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> sweet. You came on Tuesday nights to the, my, the pizza hut that I worked at. You, I, did, I did shows. That's how, and that's how it all started for me. But Most of our listeners from Pittsburgh, what pizza hut was it? It was Lincoln Place, Buttermilk Hollow Road. Oh, yeah, uh, Lincoln yeah. Place. Okay. So if all you right. know it. No, the air crossing the bowling alleys, the Brunswick bowling. That's all. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. my, my, <laughs> my life changed in that pizza hut. I'm not even lying. I really did. I was in there. We were. I was with some buddies. We were gonna go bowling, and the the waitress there. I'm still who I'm still friends with to this day. Her name's LT. She actually just emailed Shout me. Out. She just emailed me actually. Uh, and she was the one that more or less was like, "Hey, do you want to do magic tricks here?" So that's pretty <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I think if I read correctly, you got paid in pizza. I got paid in pizza. Yeah, they paid me in pizza. Hey, man, when you're a kid, that's yeah. better than oh, yeah. Back, yeah, well, that's <laughs> a did, great payment. Did, but they did give me cash, too. I did get some cash. Okay. They did right. get some cash, but yeah. uh, but the pizza thing is what sold it. That, was, you, that was the tipping point for me. Yeah. You've been but working your I, whole life. You've been working. You have I, not stopped 
uh, paying your way. No, throughout, uh, and it all started with uh, personal pan pizza, which is hard to even 14 say. Year old, 14 years old, and I was hustling magic tricks and pizza. <laughs> 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 all right, how about when you were on the pizza? What was your what was your go-to trick? I was sticking cards to ceilings. That's what was I, I started it there when I was 14. I started sticking cards to the Pizza Hut ceiling, and that was like the big uh, – that was like – that was the, the, the trick that always got me the tip. Or it got the people to come back. And or the like chick. You, we or got you. We, well, I was, we know I was, where you're I was 14, at, so I was trying we're to hit on We're looking girl. right through you, Lee. <laughs> it did work for the ladies, too. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens when I do podcasts and when I do, like, uh, like TV. I got to be so – I, I, <laughs> I always got to be so careful on TV because <laughs> I can't say any of this shit. So. Uh, we yeah. only post this to SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, uh, <laughs> so Twitter, so you everywhere. know, none of the real big social media networks. <laughs> I got to be careful. I always, I always try to, like – when I do probably, I always like, try to be so you careful. You look nervous, and I, I don't no, want no, you no, to be I always, I always feel like I'm going to give away too much. Um, okay, well, you're our first uh, – our first guest to actually come on before we usually do a segment before and then we yeah. do the guest. So now, if you don't mind, we're gonna move on to a segment we like to call in the news. Do the in the news. In the news. In the news. The president of Iceland uh Iceland. Wishes, <laughs> wishes he could ban pineapple as a pizza topping. Um, That's garbage, dude. Pineapple on pizza is great. Why? Who likes who? I I want fruit on my pizza. I like to keep them. I like Hawaiian pizza. It's delicious. With some salty ham, it's the whole sweet and salty thing. Ridiculous. What what are your thoughts on this, Lee? On or is this for Pizza Hut? Hawaiian pizza. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Are we getting getting the good shit? Did you notice the theme? <laughs> so what's your thoughts? I, you know, I can't do the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, I can't do it. Oh, it's delicious. It. Oh, come yeah. on! You're supposed to you keep your your meat and your fruit separate. Try well, not to think of anything something? weird from yeah. what I just said right there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I try to keep I my mean, meat separate from a lot of things. But <laughs> all right, so what's your pie of choice? And where in Pittsburgh do you get it? You know what? I, I grew up on Fiori's. That's my uh, go-to. Fiori's is good food. Yeah. All right, been at all the worst hours of the day. So, <laughs> 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 I've literally eaten there every hour of every day. If, when it was open, I've been there. Sadly, so it is definitely my go-to. It's my weekly. Okay. I I personally think that this is why the the kids from Iceland were the villains in the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> because, the, <laughs> because, because they, they don't like pineapple. They didn't pizza. like pineapple on pizza. Exactly. I think it's revolting. In the news, you're revolting. Army command post issues memo bringing, or excuse me, banning Nickelback music. I think we can all get behind that. <laughs> Not only was it Nickelback, they also said Creed and Smash Mouth, too. And Corn wow. and Slipknot. Yeah, that's, well, I'll leave that part out. A couple bands that just didn't go yeah. with the others. I think it was a started out as a joke, and then they were like, well, we should probably add some regular bands in, too. It's yeah. February 14th. Isn't that Valentine's Day? Yeah. Aren't you engaged? All right. All right. <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, so Nickelback, what you do? You, what are your thoughts sucks. on Nickelback? I mean, I heard your ringtone. I know you know some Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a lie. That He's is an absolute lie. My ringtone is the Nightmare on Elm Street theme song. <laughs> That's right. oh, don't be ashamed, Steve. We know you celebrate their entire collection. Yeah. Lee, your ringtone's Miley Cyrus. What are your, do you really like her? What's your What's your plan? <laughs> oh, Miley, she's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah. Was she eleven or how old am I? No, she's like. 25 now. She's 25? She's, she's not now. Hannah Montana anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she, left that, she left that gimmick behind. Uh, this one's a little uh, further back. Um, in the news, in November of 2016, a crazy magician decided that he was going to hang upside down and escape <laughs> from a straitjacket. 
in front of Pittsburgh exactly 100 years to the day after Harry Houdini did it. What do you guys think of that crazy asshole? <laughs> I, I wouldn't like to meet him. No, I mean, certainly wouldn't want him in my home. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> my mom hated me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. So many questions. First of all, Lee, how do you prepare for something like that? Uh, there was a lot of lot of one into it. I, I, I can't, I've told quite a people this. Quite a few people. This planning on this took about ten thousand hours. Wow. It took over Shit. two years of my life to put together. So. Jeez. Uh, a lot of thought went into the the performance, the the look, the the marketing, the everything from you know the connect. But what it all started with was the connection of the moment in time. That was for yeah. me. Yeah, is when I when I saw yeah. the book, when I saw that when I had because I had the book and I saw the image of Houdini in Pittsburgh on that date, and that's what I was like. You know what? That's a couple years from now. I could recreate that. That would be badass. So. That was what I started to do, and everything was about that. What was that moment where you decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I, I don't care. I'm going to focus my, my attention on this Houdini 100 movement, and this is it. That was the, So when was that moment? Or yeah. When was that, that moment? Was, so I got back from, I think that was in 2011, going into 2012. So I got back from New York. with I was with Paul Gertner. He's a, you know, a fantastic my mentor, magician from Pittsburgh. Sure and and uh, he was up there. He was, he was doing a show in New York, and I went there, helped him with it. We ran, helped him run the show and uh, did production on it. And then when we got back, he gave me the book as a gift. So that was like that was such really cool okay. about the story. So, and, but here's the other thing. Uh, this little side note. When we were in New York, we met up with a magician named Eric DeCamps, and we went to actually Houdini's grave. Oh, oh wow. So it's in, it's in Queens. <coughs> so we went to Houdini's grave. That was really with Eric DeCamps. And then after I got back, that's when Paul gave me the book. And it was when I got home that night that I saw the photo and, like, you know, I was, like, freaking out. I was like, is this real? Like, yeah. So, uh, long story short, go forward in time. Uh, I talked to Rick Seebeck because I wanted to get his authentication on, on, on it. You know, I wanted the Rick Seebeck. The it, man. So, yeah. That's the man of Pittsburgh. I wanted, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he knows everything. He's, he's, he's like a walking historian of Pittsburgh. So, uh, we, we talked about the, the image. Uh, he actually featured uh, – we did a story on his television show. Uh, Return to Downtown Pittsburgh. They aired last year, came out on WQED, and we talked. I went down and filmed with him at the actual spot. But we, I didn't tell anybody about what I was doing. We only talked okay. about the historical. Yeah, they <laughs> right. talked about the historical what, what aspect. Already happened. Yeah, it was here and Houdini and this and that. And that's why I did it. And then a few months, I waited. I sat on the press of it. Um, I sat on it until a hundred days out. Because I wanted, I, I was running a theme. I was running a theme. Okay. Running a theme yeah. you know? So I was patience, you know. So I, I, uh, I had the patience to sit on the idea and 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 only shared it with my inner circle who were helping me prepare for it. And then once it was go time, you know, this past, you know, I guess that was in August is when I let the cat out of the bag. That, that had so. to have been tough to just have that and not tell anybody outside of a select few there was, yeah there was a very few very, you know my my friend some of my friends knew my agent and you know manager and those guys and of course my mom knew uh, <laughs> and they and like my, I'm my sure mom she loved it. that was the first yeah. thing you said by the way yeah. so i'd like to know how that conversation was you know what you, when you tell your parents like hey i'm gonna go do this thing that could kill me like you know <laughs> like uh, i'm gonna risk my life today um yeah she was she hated it she she was not a fan of the idea of it but i you know i had a i really had a really reinforced to my own mom like hey this is you know uh, i'm working with trained professionals i know what i'm doing like mom it's cool like you 
you, your son's gonna be okay. But moms will be moms. So my mom gets yeah. worried enough whenever I go seven, like to Seven Springs and snowboard <laughs> for the day. She's like, "Hey, how you doing? Are you all right? How's snowboarding going? Everything okay? You're not hurt. You wearing a helmet?" I just have to text that. my mom when I get home from yeah. driving from their house. Right. Hey, having a great mom's great. You know, how many? I, we're very lucky. I'm lucky. So. How many life insurance insurance policies have just turned you down completely? Ooh, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, that was actually part of part of it. You know, when I was putting all this together, that was I had to up my insurance on my health. You know, I mean, my life insurance and all that. <laughs> I mean, I did all these crazy things behind the scenes, yeah, but you had to do it all. Uh, but you had to do these things. Uh, working with the stunts, you know, to, to the foot rigging and all this. You know, I had to call a guy and get a crane to downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah, like that, right. that, that conversation had that? to take place. Yeah. So. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask too. Like, do you have to like clear this with the city? Like, I well, imagine that was kind of the cool. A the nightmare. cool thing was is that uh, when I when I cleared it with the city I, I i literally just took it to the one person that could tell me no and i just wanted to hear if if you know mayor peduto would get behind yeah. this and so i i was at an event with him we were, we were i was performing at it he happened to be there and i just started to explain to him hey there's this uh, so you got to sign something as part of a trick i got no <laughs> no <laughs> i know right right invisible uh, ink gotcha i uh i know i pitched him i more or less was like hey this is what happened in pittsburgh almost uh, like it was like 98 years ago and I was like, on the 100th anniversary, 100 years to the hour. That's what I was aiming for was the hour. Wow. And I was like, I want to do it in the exact same location. Because we, we were tossing around the idea of it being part of a, the Steeler game because November 6th fell on a Sunday for me. Which un- uh, which is unfortunate in Steeltown, right? Yeah, right, right. So yeah, and we kind of shut down. Talk yeah, about oh traffic. Huh? So I was dealing, and obviously I did. I was working with the Steelers, but at the same time, they, you know, they can't tell me the schedule. They don't even know the schedule. No. So we were on the fence for quite some time of what was going to happen with the city and the Steelers, and because I knew if I got hit with a Steeler game that day, like I had, a, I'm going to have to work around it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but my but my thing was is that I wanted to do it at noon. You know what I mean? That's when Harry did it at noon on that date, and so. But then again, am I going up against a home Steeler game with traffic? And, you know, there's a whole mess of worms with blocking streets. Because I, for the stunt, I blocked half of Pittsburgh down. I shut down, like, an entire uh, section of Pittsburgh yeah. to do it to get the crane in and all that stuff. So there was a lot of planning. Yeah. And they closed the other half down just for a normal home Steeler game. And yes, yeah. yeah. So... And for some reason, I guarantee the tunnels were just closed. They were just closed. <laughs> from There's construction squirrel, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but Mayor Peduto being an amazing mayor and super nice guy that he is, he was totally on board with the idea, loved it, and uh, he was um, he was a big help. So the city That's was cool. really city really embraced it. Uh, they were really behind the idea and loved it. So did. Now I know the ten miler was the same day. So we had the morning. ten miler to oh, work geez. around too. Was, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was like it was, was that like, scheduled ahead of. Of, like ahead of when you wanted to do it or did they schedule it that day because of no so that was just a weird occur- a coincidence okay so we had to we had to work around the 10 miler that was running at right a different there. Th- right <laughs> and right well it started on the south side yeah and then it ended at my location so we had or it it came through my footprint is what they kept saying you know it's what, what they were so you were dangling over the finish so line? Yeah, well that was one thing we had a we actually had to time it because uh, there was runners coming through Till, till a certain point, till like, because they start super early in yeah. the morning. They run at like eight a.m. So yeah, the, the, the the race is over by like nine forty-five. Not if I was running, I'd still be, <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be finishing about now. <laughs> well, yeah, you just have to be done. But uh, all right, that wait, was wait, that wait, was also wait, two wait. years in the making. That, that <laughs> run, that he but we couldn't. We technically could not take over the space until about nine uh, ten twenty. Because we they had to give a kind of a block yeah, of a time right. for people for anybody that had to walk it or something like that. 
So we have major production. We have thousands of people that are expected for this thing, and we're wait. We had to wait till ten twenty to do the barricades and get everything. That had to be nerve wracking. Uh, you know what? I ha- I have I had the one of the best crews ever to work with me on on the stunt. Um, my buddy Martin, who owns Lux Creative, is one of the ma- my main guy who ran all help run my production and help design it. So, uh, big shout out to Lux. So they're the they're the the shit. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So who cloaked you on that day? So when I was dreaming this up, you know, I, I ha- obviously at the beginning there was the opportunity, there was the, the idea of it being for the, with the Steelers because of the game scenario. Being that that didn't happen, I still wanted to do something Steeler related, and I had already pre-planned out that I was going to do the terrible towel wave. So that was something uh, that right, I had that known. That was the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean, cool. when you bring out that terrible towel. People in Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. terrible towel. <laughs> over, it's like he escaped from a straight jacket. Fine. Terrible towel. That I is know, it. Yeah. Got it. I love that. One of the cool things is that I made the Baltimore nudes that night. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> we played, the, we played, nice. the, we played Ravens. Uh, the Ravens that night, and I was they, they showed me on all the newscasts. So funny. People, uh, were like, uh, people were like tweeting me and texting me photos from their TVs. Like, oh, it was great. Uh, That's awesome. But. Yeah, so we had so I planned out the 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 terrible towel, but I also wanted to incorporate Steelers somehow. Now Franco and Rocky and, and Tom, uh, all independently, have known these guys over the years from just doing events with them and just hanging out with them and getting to know them. And Franco was like the guy that I was like, I gotta get Franco. I, you know, pretend he's, someone uh, from Pittsburgh wasn't listening. Oh, Maybe okay, some Franco <laughs> Harris, who is <laughs> the, the immaculate reception, who is the unofficial mayor of this city. <laughs> and the yeah, right. Any uh, the immaculate reception, all time great. Uh, Rocky Blyer, another Hall of Famer from Pittsburgh, running back, uh, super amazing. Like um, th- these guys are standouts. They're unbelievable people too. And then Tom Savini, who is a horror god, you know. Uh, he's the man, Godfather uh, Gore. He is. He really is. So, so I had all these individual relationships with all these guys, and I just thought it would be really cool to incorporate them into the stunt because I knew, obviously, I know, I knew Tom uh, loves magic and he loves horror, and he, you know, he loves this type of stuff. You know, he's worked with Alice Cooper and all these guys. So I figured he had to be part of this to put me in the straitjacket. Um, and then I wanted to create kind of a Pittsburgh feel to it, too. So that's where I incorporated Franco and Rocky. I asked those guys to be a part of it. And then I just called all my Yinzer friends. I called, <laughs> I called everybody. I called Sally Wagon. I, obviously, Rick Seebeck was going to. Sally Wagon. Rick Seebeck was a part of it because of he was going to be my MC, my host. I had uh, Scott Ehrenberger, who's DJ Scottro. Uh, he's my oh, one okay. of my best friends. We, you know, we've known each other for years. I'm, I'm uh, godfather to his daughter. He was my DJ. He kind of hyped the crowd. And then, like I said, I called in every Yinzer I knew. And he joined uh, Don Perman. I, hey, Don, guys. I had, <laughs> I had Donnie Iris there. Yeah. Had, <laughs> I, oh, my God. You know what's so funny? is that, And not a lot of people, I don't think I've told this story publicly yet, but uh, before I did the stunt, I went in. There was a little uh, coffee shop, a little dun- or a McDonald's right there. And I walked in there. And this is like, I, don't, I would say maybe 45 minutes before I did the stunt. I walked in there. My dad's sitting there, and he's having coffee with Donnie Iris and Jim Cren, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like just like completely normal. Like he's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. it was funny just going in and see this little bunch of yinjers just sitting funny. around about to watch this guy, this jag off, <laughs> do, do a straight jacket. That's skate. great. So that's kind of how the you know the day and the day was perfect. We had great you know great weather and. And I could really couldn't ask for more. And I thought about that too. Like, well, what if it was storming? Well, I, I was, mean, there could was, have been I was so many. I, it was the one aspect I couldn't control. <laughs> and I rolled the dice, and it worked. So thank God. 
Oh man! Imagine ten thousand hours of planning going know. down the drain because of, of shitty Pittsburgh. You know what? It was crazy that that day. It was beautiful. Yeah, the skies it was. opened. I was, yeah. you know, I knew, I knew I was taking our gamble with an, uh, an early November day, but right. man, did I luck out. So, so you mentioned crazy, uh, which is fantastic because I usually have a top ten. Yeah. that we talk about? I just have a top two here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, when he says top ten, it's not exactly in any order. Okay, and, and there's not always reads off a list. And there's not always ten. I don't number yeah. anything. Okay, but it doesn't matter. These are two, and I'm numbering them right now. Okay, so let me ask you something. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of the name uh, Charles Rowan or Carr the Magician? So what is it? What is it? Capital K A R R Carr. Carr the Magician. And here's why I'm saying this, because in 1930, Charles Rowan, otherwise known as Carr the Magician. How long do you think you came up with it, uh, to come up with that name? I don't. Hi, I'm <laughs> Sean, the web programmer. <laughs> Not as sexy. Um, he uh, failed to escape a straitjacket while a car was going 200 yards away, or was 200 yards away, traveling at 45 mile an hour. Uh, he exonerated the driver for any wrongdoing, and he was murdered. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're telling him this story after. Yeah, <laughs> after <yes>. he did <laughs> his. Thank God. Because, and I really you know what though? Just to, just to harp on that real quick. You know, you know how your internet history, your internet, like it starts to like take over your life and, and like start, oh, yeah. it gets marketed to you. Obviously. Oh, I clear right, my internet right, history. Right before I did the stunt, I'm, and I shoot you not. Right before I did the stunt, two days before, I was literally online and they were showing me articles of guys falling out of buildings, <laughs> like people falling from out of like dying from a straitjacket. I and I refused to click on any of that shit. But right, yeah. I also hope your mom's cr- not listening to this. It was, cra- <laughs> it was crazy that I was like, it was like marketing to me. Like, Lee's mom, come on the show. Yeah. I think we gotta talk. <laughs> that is crazy though. How the internet <laughs> takes yeah. anything you search for and anything you look at. Mm-hmm. You go on Facebook. Oh, they're watching they get right me now. all the time right. with that. They're like, oh, here's a t-shirt from Star Wars yeah. that's created specifically for you with your name yeah. in it. I'm like, I gotta buy that. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It just keeps getting more and more accurate it is, yeah. and scary. It is scary. And, and like, as someone who is a marketing guy, I was a marketing guy in college. That's what I went to college for. It's scary. Yeah. It really is. It's like magic. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, Speaking of scary, number two, Halloween night. 1992. Does Halloween night mean anything to you, Lee? <laughs> in in, in <laughs> 92? Really I don't, how about just see, Halloween night in general? Holy shit, what was I doing? 92? I don't know. Uh, I was 14, so let's see. Halloween. But probably the pizza anniversary yeah. of Houdini's death is what I'm telling you. The amazing Joe. Oh, of course. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the course. amazing Joe Burris. Joe Burris. Joe Burris. Uh, this is 92. Burris attempted to try the, to, to escape. Uh, the same one that Houdini failed mm-hmm. at being buried alive. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. oh, yeah. Well, the date, Shit. the date has because uh, I just did something um, for for this as well. Did you? Did you guys ever hear? So they do a seance uh, every year on on, uh, on Houdini's, Houdini's death. Oh, the right. I didn't know that. Do it, they do them around the world. I, I did one on uh, TV for it. Uh, oh, for really? P- for PTO, yeah, you can check it out. Um, I won't spoil anything. Uh, but we did it this past year for when, when I was. Where'd you do it? I'm sorry. Uh, PTL Pittsburgh Today Live. So I do a spot okay, on okay. Pittsburgh Today Live. That's coming up. You have that on the 27th coming up. I'm coming up. Yeah, I'm working on the the trick for them right now. Actually. Sorry, I plugged it too early. Go That's ahead. okay. No. <laughs> uh, we'll cut and paste that. But later. no, the, <laughs> so he died. The guy died to tr- reach, trying to recreate the uh, the coffin escape. Right. Okay. So uh, just so uh, our listeners know, so he had himself handcuffed, uh-huh. locked in a homemade coffin. And placed in a grave, uh, two meters or seven feet deep. Did he do? It? Is this the guy that did it with the cement? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. This is he the was buried alive thing. under yeah. seven tons of dirt and cement. And they tried to warn him. They're what? like, okay, yeah. look, 
the cement is going to dry a little yeah. quicker. Yeah. Dirt, one thing. Cement. But the problem yeah. was, because it was so heavy, he didn't even get out of the coffin. The dirt collapsed, mm. and he was crushed yeah. even before he left yeah, the no coffin. Shit. Yeah. So my question is, Lee. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. answer. We actually have a coffin for you right <laughs> now. Oh, shit. Wheel it in. <laughs> is it right? Is my side? Actually, so a lot of people have asked, what's next? It's like, it's like the, did I take the words out of your mouth? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it all the time. So everybody wants to know, what am I going to do? What's the next stunt? Uh, I, have, I have a couple in mind. Um, I, talk, I talk about one. I don't talk about the other one. Are they also 10,000 hours of planning? They're going to be a lot of work. Um, one, one in, the one I won't talk about will take some serious work to do. Uh, but that won't, I, I probably won't do it until 2020. Uh, Sean, I hope you make it to that. <laughs> not a chance. No. Yeah, that's not happening. So I have a couple that are, you know, I have planned out that I'll probably do over the next three to five years. So one of them involves, and, I, and I've publicly talked about this, so I'm, it's not a big deal. Uh, one of them involves me doing the straight jacket again. I'll do it again. Uh, I've said if I got if I'm going to do it again, it can't be. It, it has to outdo what I did, but it, it uh, differently. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. Because that one was more of a historical aspect. Yeah. And right. and, and and that is where the location was and with Harry. Uh, if I would do it again, I would do it for the a halftime performance for the Steelers, okay. which almost happened. Um, or I would do it for the regatta. And I would, but I'd have okay. to be suspended from a helicopter. The regatta would wow. be perfect. <laughs> you you got a regatta, so so uh, I would do. And, and I, 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 I've said this openly, and I've even told the mayor this. So uh, th- it potentially may happen at some point. I don't know. Who knows? But you got the mayor in your back pocket. You got a crane. I got a crane. Well, I, that's the thing. I yeah, would do. But I would he needs do, a helicopter. I, would, now. I need a helicopter. So if you know a good helicopter guy. Yeah, I don't have a helicopter. Uh, hey, could, we call, could you call Kristen? I don't know one, but I will just fly it. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> right? You're fired, bro. I can't <laughs> hire you. <laughs> you want to talk about magic? If I fly that, that's that's magic right that's there. That's gonna get scary. Yeah. So I see you dangling. Uh, how many feet? Uh, when I did it, the, the day was about a hundred feet. So hundred feet yeah, over 100. a crowd mm. of Pittsburgh. Nope. Of, of just drunken yinzers looking yeah, at you. Yeah. And so my question is, how do you get rid of the fear? Uh, you know what? I'm not a f- I don't have the fear of heights. I've jumped out of airplanes. I love roller coasters. I, it, it, that Honestly, the, that aspect of it was not the aspect of it that I cared about at all. I was going to say, or, forget, well, the, or forget the, an escape. You wouldn't get me hanging it, 100 feet above the ground one, ever. The, the height wasn't the thing that uh, ever really worried me, and it was for that aspect. It's just because I was comfortable with being um, that height. The thing that I had to worry about the most was I – one was falling. Let's just be fair. Yeah, one right. was falling. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to freaking want to fall. So I took care of that aspect. I, I was working with Adrenaline Dreams, who are friends of mine. Uh, they're safety workers. So I knew they knew exactly how to correctly put me in. Uh, one was the straight jacket. I, I've done the straight jacket uh, thousands of times in my act, but always on two feet. So I've never done it hanging upside down. That was your first time ever doing it upside down? Let me explain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please. Hang, hang on a minute. Is, Wait, please explain do you, this. Do you want to know the truth? Yes, I want to know the truth. The day I did it on November 6, 2016 uh, at noon. Yeah, that was the first time I ever did it hanging God upside down. Wow. It. Lee, so, you, you belong in a straight wow. jacket. <laughs> so they should let, just but get let me, you can't get out let of. Let me explain why I was so confident in knowing my ability to do that. One, like I said, I've escaped from it thousands of times on two feet. I was comfortable being upside down, uh, or I was comfortable with the height. Now, the upside down part was the only equation that I, I didn't figure out. I had to figure out. 
And that was, I uh, doing my research, I found that I just needed to get a, uh, an inversion table. I had an inversion table at my house. Uh-huh. And I would put, I'd go into the inversion table every every couple days, and I would build up my tolerance to being uh, upside down. Okay. Okay. That, that, was the only, that was the only thing I had Blood to really... Blood rush into <coughs> your head. head your pa- yeah, I could pass out while I'm up there. I'd look like a, you know, I'd just be hanging there like a guppy. Uh, on a fishing it's line, crazy. So, so you have to change your breathing. So I, your, uh, oh no, no, no! Yeah, I had I to learn breathing techniques, and I had a, uh, and I uh, and I learned how to uh, you know just be upside down for long periods of time. So I trained my body uh, to do that. And by every other every couple of days, I would add a thir- like thirty seconds to my time, and and over the course of a month or two, I saw that when I started to do it, it was much easier. I could be upside down. I was like a bat in my house. I was reading books, <laughs> responding to... T- it's true. It's absolutely true. And then I did that leading... And I did that the day... The day I was about to do the stunt, I was upside down in the, the inversion table. I was back in... You know, I was in holding in, behind, in the back of the tent because I didn't want anybody to like... You know, once I was like 15, 20 minutes out of doing the stunt, I didn't want anybody to bother me because I wanted to go and do this. I did my inversion table for about 10 minutes and, and then... But I had built my time up to over 20 minutes. So that's another aspect of it that I was overconfident because I knew even if being up there, I, I was up there for over uh, nine minutes. It was like 9.38 or 9.40. Um, that much time upside down, I was completely fine. And so I just focused on the performance of getting out of the jacket because I had so many other things in my brain. Like I had to remember once I you know, do this move and get, get there and get to the part where it comes over my head. Like I, I could hear the chant, like I could hear everybody down below me. And I will say this, the moment I was at peak, the peak height and I was in the jacket, I was for the, about the 10 seconds, I looked up and down the uh, Liberty and I was like memorizing it. Like I was like recording it because I didn't want to forget it because I knew I was going to never oh, have an yeah, opportunity right. out again. Yeah. Like I was like, remember this shit. Yeah. This is, you know. It's not every so, day you hang upside down over Liberty Avenue. Yeah, in front of that, it was crazy. So uh, obviously getting out of the straight jacket, there, I, knew, I knew I wanted to like time it so that I, I left it, you know, I wanted to put my hands out straight, you know, and I, of course I have a drone flying above me, you know, recording all this. So I'm trying, you know, yeah. and, so there's a lot going on in my brain. And of course, at the sa- and I'm also, I want to get my hand back in the correct position to get the terrible towel out and not drop the towel. Oh uh, yeah, that, that could have been, so that yeah. could have sucked. That would have so sucked for that sure. Yeah. You know, it, like, it would have screwed up the ending, you know what I mean? So there was all these little nuances that I was so rehearsing a, a lot in my brain. Um, and so that's why when it came to that day, I didn't. I didn't want to do a run through at that location. I wanted my performance that day to be what H- Harry's was. Yeah. Harry didn't get his first shot at it, so I didn't want a first shot. I just wanted. To, I just wanted just to do, do it, it and yeah. just do it. And, and, Nike, and just do it. That's it. Right? <laughs> and luckily, it worked. So <laughs> that's crazy. That's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything, but I. So when they say, whenever you learn movie magic, mm-hmm. or whenever you become a movie producer, movies fall off for you 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 don't focus on what the movie is yeah or you look how it's shot yeah you look at the technical aspects does magic even do anything for you magic has been around for centuries and of course it, 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 even some of the things that have been around for mm-hmm. centuries you're still doing them today yeah just different variations and you'll see different variations oh, come yeah. from the people even you go to see oh yeah is the magic gone for you nah I, this is a good question so for me uh, I don't ever get that. Ex- I don't get to experience that. Uh, what like what the f? Like how the hell? Like that, I don't. I, I'm right. that's lost on for me. Like the but, part that the rest of us like about that. Yeah, the yeah. ah the aha moment. Um, so for me, since I never get to experience that, ninety nine percent of the time, because any other magic that I see, I either want to have done, learned, forgot, or don't care to learn. But occasionally, I'll see a magic trick from a magician that bl- literally fools me. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. It never happens to me, but when it does, it very rarely, those moments, I, I, I eat them up because that's why, that's why I do what I do. So what makes a magician boost their energy and their entire framework from, hey, pick a card mm-hmm. to I'm going to escape shackled up underwater uh, what you know that there's a difference you know you I see get what you're saying yeah i know what you're, okay. i know what you're saying like what, what how do you take it to like the next level so, or, or so. when or why would you want to or do you have to it's, as a magician to become relevant in this industry at all well in this in this day and age like putting stuff online it, it, a lot of people think that's what makes you relevant like learning learning a trick right. and putting it online um that doesn't uh it's it's going back all the way to when i started performing at pizza hut and I paid my dues, and I w- did the road, and I, I did some, I did a, a lot of crappy shows at, at at bars, and I got booed, and you know, I l- I literally learned how to eat it on stage, and that's how you make it. That's it, it, to any advice, and I get, I have, I have young entertainers, comedians, magicians, they actors, singers, songers, they all come, they ask me, Lee, how do you turn it into a business? How do you make it into a career? And I said, it starts the minute you realize that this is called show business. That's it. That's it. The minute you realize that it's show business, yeah, that's it, uh, and that it's a complete business, and that you're 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 whole intention to be in it is to to either make a living or make a buck at it. That's when you'll start to f- realize that there's a there's a process to this, and the process has been written. It, the process is there. It's very open. You go, you suck for a really long time, you then get sort of good. You stay sort of good for a really long time, and then you start to get actually good. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we're all laughing, but that's really kind of yeah, any job, right? Any yeah, job. yeah, yeah. You position, and, and that's why I wasn't joking when I said I put ten thousand hours in on Houdini One Hundred because I really did. You know, I dedicated my life to something for oh, yeah. uh, for like three and a half, almost three years. You know, to really think it through, to culmination. You know, from idea to what I p- pulled off, and that was what I, I I will always tell young young entertainers, anybody that's trying to make it. You just got to put in the work. You just got to hustle. Yeah. That's yeah. It. You got to want it. You Lee, want it. You're awesome. We cannot thank you enough Thanks, for coming man. on no, the show. Pleasure, hey, you man. got like five more minutes. We play a little game at the Let's end called it. Factor Fuck. You I'm, in? I'm definitely in for this. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to play Lee versus the superheroes. Huh. Start. Yeah, he's going to get all of them right. <laughs> or is he? Yeah. We're going to start. He's just going to convince <laughs> him that he got them all right. With, yeah. I'm, I'm a magician, Pat. not Rain Man. So. <laughs> Pat, you're first. <clears throat> all right. Harry Houdini got his... Of course his he's going to get this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everything. I know quite a bit. Got but. his stage name using a combination of his nickname, Harry, and a French magi- magician whose last name was Robert Houdin. I'm just going to say fucked. That's a fact. That is a fact. I knew, I knew that was going to be a fact. <laughs> just, a fact. Just because you were so sure of being <laughs> fucked. Number two. Steve. Hey. Both artists, B.O.B. and Rivers Como, were simultaneously sued for their song, I've Got the Magic in Me, for a similar chorus and beat from the song, I've Got the Music in Me, by the Kiki D Band. Fact. So I know the song, yeah, and, I, and I know there was a drama behind it, but I wasn't sure if it actually was with two bands. So I did not know that it was two. So I'm going to say fucked. It is fucked. It yeah. <laughs> uh, Son of a so, bitch. Yeah. You are killing me. I knew one. I knew Bruno Mars had a problem with it. But. A few more. Uh, Pat. Matthew Bushinger. One of the premier cups and balls performers of the 18th century. Oh, this is a family show. <laughs> was born without arms or legs and was 29 inches tall. Fact or fucked? 
I'm just going to say fucked. Lee? I actually don't know this one. So I know the, I know the name, but I don't know about the arms. I'm going to say fucked. That's a fact. That's a fact? That is a fact, Over everybody. Two. <laughs> All right. They make, they make a... Guess. When, 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 when was he cursed. alive? <laughs> when was he alive? Because I was... Uh, does it, I'm going to have to look him up. Because yeah, look him up. That was real, though. Uh, number four. Okay. I've noticed you don't have whether it's actually fact or fucked on the paper. I think you might just be changing no, the answer based on my answer. <laughs> I think you're out to get Steve, me. Steve, in a normal deck of playing cards, considering the jack is 11... Queen is 12, the king is 13, the ace is 1. If you add up all 52 cards in a deck, you will get 364. Add the joker for 365, and that's the number of days in one year. I'm just going to say fact, because I don't feel like doing the math in my head right now. All right, now. well, that is a fact. That is a <laughs> fact. <laughs> actually, a deck of cards represents the uh, the calendar. That's how uh, a deck of cards actually can represent a calendar in a weird way. Uh, so there's 13 lunar cycles, there's 13 cards, there's four suits, there's four seasons. Uh, there's red and black, which is considered like yin and yang. Night and uh, day. Uh, yep. And then uh, what was the other one? 52. 52 weeks in a year. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That makes huh? so much sense. <laughs> Blew your mind. <laughs> so, Blow your it, mind. And if you add up every value, uh, it will, in fact, equal 364 plus a joker's three. So now we're a learning show also. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm going to throw away my calendars and start putting decks of cards on my Is it sad that I have a pack of, I have a pack of cards right there, like literally on my back pocket? <laughs> Do you always have one? You never know. You always have a pack of cards. As a magician, if you don't have a pack of cards on you every day, you're screwing up. Failure. So yeah, every day, I, 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 every day I'm shuffling. So. Well, that's like <laughs> I, I leave. <laughs> that is a shitty pun. That's a shitty pun. But I okay. I leave the house on my like, keys, phone, uh-huh. wallet. All right, I'm good. You're like yeah, keys, yeah. phone, deck All cards. Right, yeah. All right, right. Yeah. Two more. Straight Pat. jacket. Yeah. Irvin Johnson Jr., better known as Magic, Magic. Johnson, Johnson. He just, took, he just took over the Lakers from the Lakers. Yeah, uh, received his moniker from his mother. After he was found performing card magic for his friends at the age of 13. False. Fact. Fucked. Fucked. Pick one. Yeah. Fucked. Fucked. I, you know what? I feel like this could be true. but It's weird enough that it could be true. <laughs> I'm going to say fucked. That is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Just because right. what, <laughs> no. what he did with the ball was magic. But you know what's so funny? It's so many fr- and this is why I thought it might have been true. I, I don't know Magic's full bio or how he got his name, but... I have had so many friends that are magicians who work with him over the years that I think he's like a huge. <laughs> I think he's a huge fan of oh, Magic. Probably I mean, is a fan. With you that know. name, you kind of have to be. I right? think but he has to be. Buddy, who but isn't a fan of Magic? Truthfully, yeah, right. Have you ever gone by and said somebody pick a card? And you're like, no, I don't feel like it. No, no I don't want magic, to. Magic, I don't like that. No, shit. no, I hate being happy and odd. And <laughs> success. No, absolutely not. Last one, Steve. The word abracadabra was historically believed to have healing powers when inscribed on an amulet in the form of a triangle. Oh, man. I'm, Abra- yeah. I'm just going to say fact because the last one was fucked. Fact and... Li- I'll go with fact. I think that is a fact. <laughs> Lee, we can't thank you enough yeah, for coming out and man. hanging out with us. Uh, if you want to find out more about Lee, go to LeeTrebozik.com. And you want to plug anything you got coming up here? So well, Let's see what I got going on. Um, just at Lee Trebozik on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, the only thing I really have coming on is I'm working on something that I'll be telling Pittsburgh On big back. shit. Uh, I'm bringing a show back to Pittsburgh later this year. So I'm uh, a nice. show. Awesome. Yeah. If you want to find out more about, more about the weekend Horrible. superheroes. What are you, Canadian? <laughs> you almost made it a whole show I without know, messing I up. I know, I know. If you want to find out more about the weekend superheroes, you can find us at weekendsuperheroes.com or on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Pat, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, ladies. <laughs> you want to say goodbye, Steve? <laughs>
I got nothing after that. Lee, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. say goodbye to uh, everyone who loves you. Good, good day, good day, Pittsburgh. And always remember to podcast responsibly. <laughs>